This episode is brought to you by Horror Quickies. If you like horror anthology books, this is for you. Over 80 tales of terror told in a true story style that will curdle your blood and send shivers down your spine. Horror Quickies, the complete series, is only $2.99 on Amazon or free if you have Kindle Unlimited. Go to Amazon.com and search for Horror Quickies or just go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash books. If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. (laughs) Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. The door. I purchased a really old house. It's amazing. Nobody knows quite how old it is, but there are some pictures of it dating back to the 1850s, so it's at least that old, but likely much older. The style of the house is Gothic Revival. It has a steeply pitched roof with grouped chimneys. It has battlement-shaped parapets and clover-shaped upper-floor windows. It's kind of a cross between the psycho house and a castle. Many people utter the word wow upon seeing it the first time. One might expect a house of this age and complexity to need a lot of work, but that's not the case. It has been well taken care of, has had many recent renovations, and overall, it's in fantastic shape. My understanding is that the previous owner passed away suddenly. His only living relative was a motivated seller and priced it to sell. Lucky for me, I was the first to get an opportunity to nab it and that's exactly what I did. Although I'm in my early 50s, I'm still single but have several prospects and I envision myself settling down before long, and what better place to do so than this fascinating structure? When meandering through the house, there are so many modern amenities that it gives several people the false impression that the house is newer than it actually is. But any such notions would be immediately swept away if anyone were to step down into the basement. The basement is vast, nearly the length of the house, and it makes no attempt to conceal its true age. Twenty rickety wooden steps descend into the darkness of the basement. Several light bulbs are roped over the exposed ceilings. One would expect that amount of bulbs to provide ample lighting, but much of the light seems to be swallowed up by the basement's darkness. The walls of the basement are constructed by ancient cobblestone, which is held together by crude gobs of mortar. At the far end of the basement is a door. It's a shabby, tattered, splintered door that looks as though it is about to rot off of its hinges. The most intriguing aspect of the door 
is the locks, three locks to be exact. All are rust-covered and appear to be the same age as the door. Someone went to a lot of trouble to make sure this door was never opened. That fact certainly piqued my curiosity. I had to know what was behind that door. I went to the shed and came back with a heavy-duty crowbar. The locks put up a good fight, but they were too old and decayed to be triumphant, and one by one, the rusty locks fell to the cold basement floor. I reached out for the doorknob. It squealed like a pig as I turned it, and the door creaked as I slowly pulled it open. When the door was three quarters of the way open, the hinges gave way and the door thudded to the floor, revealing what was hidden behind it for God knows how many years. Another door. This door was steel and framed with rivets. It was sealed shut by five different locks. These locks were massive and my trusty crowbar didn't stand a chance. I had never seen a locked door lead to another locked door. There had to be something important on the other side. My curiosity level was now off the charts. I had to know what was behind the door. I called a locksmith. It took him an entire day to finally get the locks off, and during the process he got very ill and vomited multiple times. He kept saying how he had a bad feeling about this whole thing. Once he finally got the locks off, he hurried to the basement steps and said, I'll send you the bill. Uh, wait, you, don't you even want to see what's behind the door? The locksmith stopped and slowly turned back to me. He stared at me with a serious expression and spoke clearly. No, I absolutely do not. With that, he dashed up the stairs and left me alone in the cellar to witness the reveal by myself. I grabbed the cold handle of the door and began to open it. The door was heavy and it took some strength to pull it all the way open, but I managed to do so. Once the door was fully ajar, I was met by a gust of hot air. Whatever was behind that door was too dark to see, so I rushed to my shed and returned with a lantern and a flashlight. I quickly lit the lantern and stepped through the doorway. I found myself in a stone corridor. The odd thing was that the stones were all painted red. I pointed my flashlight down the corridor. My light was strong, but it couldn't reach the end of the corridor before it disappeared into the darkness. I yelled out, hello, and heard my voice echo multiple times. What the hell was this place? That's when I noticed the sound. It was coming from far away, deep within the depths of that red corridor. And it sounded like drums. Like a myriad of bongos being played rhythmically. What was there? Where did this lead to? I took a few steps down the corridor, but was interrupted by loud pounding on my front door upstairs. The corridor would have to wait. I went upstairs and opened the door. I was met by a short old man in a tweed jacket and a newsboy cap. He was out of breath from the effort he was putting into banging on my door. Can I help you, old timer? 
He put up a hand indicating that he needed a few seconds to catch his breath, but then he finally got to speaking. I had no idea that he sold it or I would have been here sooner. Sold what? This house. I didn't realize he sold this house. He didn't tell me he sold the house. Why didn't he tell me? Oh, the uh, previous owner died. I brought it from his relative. The old man cut me off. I don't care about any of that. The basement. There is a door in the basement. You must never open that door. Do you hear me? Never open that door. I shrugged. I'm sorry, mister, but you're a little late. I just opened it. I watched as all the blood drained from the old man's face and he stood in total shock for a moment before pushing me aside and rushing into my house while screaming, No! No! I hurried after him as he bolted down the steps and stopped at the open door. I watched as he physically slumped before falling to his knees in defeat. He kept whispering, No! 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 What is it? What's down there? He looked up at me with tear-filled eyes. It's the portal to hell. He slowly stood up and took several deep breaths. He then stepped up to me, grabbed me by the shirt, and pulled me close to him. You just released hell on Earth. I have some exciting news. You can now get Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast merchandise. T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, and much more. Choose from two different Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast logos or get merchandise with one of my book covers on it. Visit maniacontheloose.com slash store. That's maniacontheloose.com slash store. Deadly Delivery I'm a pizza delivery guy. I hate working. I wish I could just lie around and play video games and get high. But I need the cash to buy the video games and the drugs, so here I am. All the money I get mostly comes from weekends, but at this particular pizza place, if you want to work weekends, you have to put work in on the weekdays, too. Yeah, my boss is a regular Hitler. Man, Tuesday nights were the slowest. And guess who pulled Tuesday night duty? <laughs> yeah, you guessed it. Oh, I was counting the damn seconds, man. I had to sit around on my hands and wait for some slob to get the taste for a greasy pizza and dial the phone with their chubby fingers and place an order. Only then could I get the hell out of this dump and away from the losers working here. The pizza maker was a dumb jock. All he wanted to do was talk sports. 
I hate sports, and I hate people who watch them even more. And I told the pizza maker as much, so he didn't bother trying to talk to me anymore, which was just the way I wanted it. And the cashier was an ugly gal a few years older than me. Her voice was like fingernails on a chalkboard. She used to try to talk to me until one day I told her to shut up. The little tramp bitched to the boss and I got an earful from him, but she hasn't spoken a word to me since, so I got my wish. It was ten minutes before closing when some halfwit decided to place an order. Can you believe that crap? I was pissed until I found out who placed the order. It was a gal that I nicknamed Seductive Sally. She was a blonde bombshell. She had to be in her late 20s, maybe early 30s. Boy, she was something to look at. Soft skin, luscious lips, glistening eyes, and boobs that you wouldn't believe. I spend many a night fantasizing about giving those fun bags a hefty squeeze. She only ordered pizza about once a month. It was usually on a weekend, and then it was like a raffle as to which delivery driver would get the lucky delivery. She always ordered the same thing. Sausage, pepperoni, and extra cheese. I don't know how she kept her figure with that kind of diet, but she did, and that was all that mattered. She usually answered the door wearing something revealing. Last time I delivered to her, she wore shorty shorts and a white wife beater with no bra. <laughs> Let me tell you, that wife beater wasn't concealing much. It was totally worth working the whole dreary night just to be able to catch a glimpse of that curvy body. As uh, soon as the pizza-making jock pulled her pizza out of the oven, I grabbed it from him, threw it in a box, and floored it over to the vixen's house. She lived in a quiet neighborhood about ten minutes away if I drove normal. Tonight, I made it in three. As I got out of the car and headed for her porch, I unbuttoned the top three buttons of my shirt. You never know. Maybe it would turn her on and I'd get invited in. When I reached the door, I gave it a friendly knock and then checked my breath against my hand. Yeah, it smelled good. I was going to make a good impression. I had my fingers crossed that she would be wearing something I could see through. I stood there for several minutes and there was no answer, so I wrapped my knuckles against the door again. I swear I thought I heard a muffled scream from inside her house. So I knocked harder, and this time there was no mistaking it. Help! She sounded very distressed. I'm a bit of a coward by nature, although I would never admit that to anyone. If this kind of thing happened anywhere else, I would have turned away, got into my car, and drove off. But this was different. This was an opportunity to play the knight in shining armor. I mean... If I saved this beauty from whatever was ailing her, surely she'd consider giving me a nice sexual reward. So I turned the knob and opened the door. I was really, really hoping maybe she saw a mouse or a spider, and that would be the extent of her anguish as opposed to her being raped and murdered by some big nasty killer. With pizza in hand, I slowly made my way down her darkened hallway toward the scuffling which I heard coming from the back of the house. 
As I got closer, the scuffling grew more intense, and then suddenly, everything stopped and fell silent. I froze. I stood in the hallway for at least 60 seconds, deciding whether to keep moving forward or to turn around and hightail it out of there. The fact that everything was quiet probably didn't bode well for seductive Sally. And remember, I'm a bit of a coward, and that cowardice kicked into full gear as I turned and started back toward the front door. I halted when I heard the deep, raspy voice behind me. Stop right there. I wanted to run, but felt the need to obey the scary voice, so I did as I was told. Turn around. I did so, and I could feel myself turning white as I witnessed the sight before me. It wasn't a mouse or spider. It was indeed a big nasty killer. He was dressed in a tight long sleeve shirt that couldn't conceal his rippling muscles. He had a buzz cut and a huge scar on his forehead. He was holding the sexy blonde by the hair, although she wasn't so sexy anymore. Her face was black and blue and her eyes were open and lifeless. For the record, she was wearing thick flannel pajamas, so I wouldn't have even gotten much of a show if she hadn't gotten killed. What do you got there? I looked down at the pizza box in my hand. It's a pizza. Yeah, no shit. I mean, what kind? Oh, uh, sausage, pepperoni, and extra cheese? The killer nodded. I'll take it. He waved me toward him. I wanted to drop the pizza, turn and flee, but my legs felt like lead underneath me. I just knew they wouldn't cooperate, so I did as commanded. I slowly crept my way toward the scary man. When I finally reached him, he snatched the pizza from my hands. How much? I wasn't sure what he was talking about, and obviously the confusion showed on my face as he elaborated. How much for the pizza? Oh, oh, it's, it's uh, 12 bucks? The killer dropped the one sexy blonde, pulled out his wallet, and removed some cash. Here you go. The killer handed me a $50 bill. I sheepishly began reaching into my money bag to give him his change, but he stopped me. Keep the change. If you can keep your mouth shut. My jaw dropped. Oh, whoa! That's a $38 tip! <laughs> You're damn right I'll keep my mouth shut. Thanks, buddy. I turned and whistled as I exited the dead woman's house and got into my car. It was two days later when they found seductive Sally's body. I did keep my mouth shut, and I never complained about working on Tuesday nights ever again. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for our newsletter and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon.
If you like what you're hearing, please consider contributing. Any amount helps. Recurring monthly contributions are best of all. Just go to maniacontheloose.com slash support. That's maniacontheloose.com slash support. Support.